0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, hello, uh, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening everyone and welcome back to another Copy Podcast and another match preview for game number two, an early kick-off for Anfield. A fully packed Anfield against uh, Burnley and uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back on that ground, but yeah, I'm Mick Moran, I'm joined, I was meant to have the full plethora of everyone, but it's just, just me and Matt, how, how are you doing, lad?
0: I'm alright, you know, here as ever, as always. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as always, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Jay's going to be in the comments, and I'm having a go at you, but uh, yeah, before we get into the, all the footy stuff, what we usually do on these preview shows is, Kick off with a little two minute bottle question. And the question was about half an hour ago. Is from um Ian Young Cop, Ian on Twitter. Nice one, Ian, for, for that. It's the question is if you had to get a tattoo of any LFC moment, what would it be and where would you get it?
0: Oh, you know, I don't know. I've been thinking about this and I feel like you're gonna go for something like obvious, like a trophy lift or something like that. So I wanna go different. Uh, so let's say, uh, Alison celebrating his header, um, and on my thigh. I don't know. It <laughs> would have to be quite a big one. So on my thigh or on my back, or maybe he might, you know, like heading it. That'd be like
1: that. Would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. Like we said before, we start recording. Like the Hendo lift in the Prem, Hendo lift in the Champions League, mm. uh Hendo's feet shuffling. I don't know, there's fucking loads. I just one just popped into my head. Fabinho absolutely snapping, snapping Suarez in half. How are you going to
0: Hendo's shit. feet shuffling?
1: Just get a gif on your arm, lad. <laughs> get with the times, lad. No, I don't know. Hendo, I don't know. H- picture of Hendo's feet would be a bit mad, wouldn't it? To be fair. <laughs>
0: You get like the. I mean, if you want to be nostalgic, you get like that one Aquilani goal. uh yeah. Just, just throw back to to Aquilani. <laughs> you know what? I, I thought he was going to bang at Liverpool.
1: <laughs> Canel. Well, man. if you're getting that, I'll just get fucking. I don't know, Ryan Babble. I don't know. I well get, yeah, I talk like it, I'm about it. random players, <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> but yeah, let's have all the comments here. We've got eighteen ninety two Reds podcast. Hope you're well, lads. Nice one for jumping in, boys. Got Tomo the real fat Allison. evening, boys. <laughs> Welcome, Tomo. Nice one for jumping in again. And Yuki, Yuki, I ask you this every question every time. But what time is it there in sunny sunny California? Because I fucking wish I was there. But uh, yeah, let's um, let's leave that in the past, and we'll move on to. Um, the footy. So, I mean, how nice is it going to be to it's to see like a fully packed Anfield it's going to be it's just going to be a goosebump moment. Obviously, I'm very lucky to be going. I, I honestly it's it's just going to be one of the, like a proper spectacle isn't it tomorrow I think it's just going to be obviously Burnley ended our 68 game unbeaten run. Um, fans back at Anfield again. Obviously, we had a taste of it last week against Norwich, and it was a great atmosphere, albeit being away from home. But I think it's, I've just got a feeling tomorrow is just going to be very special, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be nicer for you because you get to go. Uh, and you're very lucky. Good could shout that by Tom over the real fat Alison, by the way, for the QR code tattoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's the winner, you know. That's got to be the winner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be sweet, and the fact that it's you know the first packed Anfield for for a couple almost yeah, over a year at least, um, and it's against the team that that took the record from us is it couldn't be more perfect. It's sort of written in the stars for us to go and you know batter them and and tell them, like show the world that it was just a fluke. Show them that you know a full Anfield is is like having two, three extra players on the pitch, let alone you know the twelfth man. So. Uh, I mean, it's going to be nice to actually turn on you know, Sky Sports and, and hear you'll never walk alone, as opposed to that awful crowd noise. That's going to be nice.
1: Yeah. I th- oh, yeah, I mean, we obviously we had a taste of it last year with like 10K in the ground and whatever, and even even that felt like a lot. I mean, obviously the friendlies we've had recently, that was nice as well. So I think that's going to be times that by 10 for tomorrow, which is obviously can't wait for it. Uh, Yuki's just popped in uh 11am in Southern California. Thank God it's Friday. Well, I've... I've helped myself to a little a little t I think last time I, I had like a proper fucking balloon glass and I got absolutely tethered in the comments. So <laughs> I didn't, didn't make that mistake again. Went for the good old fashioned fucking standard pub glass. Uh we've got Yash in the comments as well. Good evening, Reds. Nice one, Yash, for jumping in. Uh but yeah, um, let's jump into the the clock press conference from that he Done early today. And obviously, some good news. And he said the Hendo and Tiago are looking closer to returning to. Returning to like, um, start playing footy again. Obviously, he was, he was probably quite coy in terms of if they're going to play or if they're going to start or whatever. But that's boss news, isn't it? To have those two who are two of our most influential players back, in, even if it's just in the squad and they don't start tomorrow, that's huge, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, they are like our main two thirds of our main midfield. Uh, you know, having players, having world class players back is always good. You know, I doubt they're going to start. Um, but having them off the bench is it? It's definitely it's going to be a benefit to us. You know Henderson's leadership. Whenever he comes on the pitch, he makes an impact. Tiago, last time when he made his debut against Chelsea, came off the bench and ripped it to, ripped it ripped it up on the pitch. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see them back. I think we're definitely going to see a new Tiago this year, and hopefully, we get a glimmer of that against Burnley. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great news.
1: Yeah, and someone just put there. We all for what they did to us in January. Yeah, fully, fully beyond that. And I think usually, like historically, half tour kickoffs aren't quite the same atmosphere-wise as as like a as like a three o'clock or a, f- a five o'clock or a late kickoff or whatever else, just because it's so early. But I just think tomorrow is just going to be. I, I just fucking can't wait. But speaking of Tiago, I think we're going to have to ret- retire my Tiago camp because that picture was just Jay was just. Bombarding it last year, he So I think we'll have to get a brand new one, maybe where I'm just know, stroking Thiago's head or something. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Ian, who provided the, um, the opening question, nice one, Ian, for that, he's just put, do you think people were overly critical of Simicas last week? What do you reckon?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, you know, it's his first Premier League start. I think he only had like nine minutes of Premier League football last time. He was good in pre-season, but Premier League's a different level of intensity. Um, I use quality going forward. He's, he's better going forward than he is defend, they, defending. I mean, thats I think that's pretty obvious, but he's not yeah. bad. Um, he had that yeah, you know, shaky moment that got him to slap around the head by Milner <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> when he doubled in the box. Um, right. And I think that sort of clouded people's perception of his performance. You know, it was a very obvious mistake. It was a very big mistake that could have cost us. Um, no pun intended. Uh
1: <laughs> cost like that, you know. You should but, be working in like journalism or something you know.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, no, I think he performed quite well, all things considered, you know, he kept a clean sheet. Uh, he was he was bossed down that left wing, that left yeah, yeah, the left wing. So um that for a debut he did he did all right and and I'm sure he's only gonna get better.
1: Yeah, I think we he had a lot of injuries. He had COVID. So I think last year, especially no fans in, it's probably not a good barometer to judge any player, I think, because it's not it's not real footy. Like we've seen what real footy is. And it was last week where fans in the stadium and just like you want to watch those games, even when it's a I don't know, whatever game when fans in the stadium it's just all the more enjoyable. And I think yeah. when it's your team as well, especially tomorrow, that's gonna yeah, it's gonna be boss. But speaking of left back scenes just Provided the perfect segue there. Uh James Pierce uh, tweeted about an hour ago about Andy Robertson. I don't have you seen it, saying that he's now back in training. Um and it may be too soon for him uh for tomorrow, which probably is, but it looks like that he'll be back for Chelsea next week. I think that's fucking massive news, isn't it? The fact that when you saw that that injury that happened, I was literally fearing that he's broken his ankle, he's broken his leg, he's done something like Whatever the worst type of ligament damage, I thought he'd probably done that. And the fact that he's back in training already and he could be back next Saturday is, is mad, isn't it? He's an absolute machine.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he's a beast. I mean, I was more worried about his reaction and the fact that he stayed down more than anything because Robertson doesn't really stay down. He's just a bit of a, a yeah. warrior, a machine, like you said. He'll take it, he'll get clattered and he'll be up like it's nothing. Uh, so when he was down, I was, I was just, you know, I had Van Dyke last season rolling through my head. Clearly, it wasn't going to be ACL, but I was like, this is going to be another long one. Here we go. Season's not started. The bad luck continues. But no, look, he, he, Rubble posted the photo of him back in training a lot sooner than we thought. Uh, and it was, it was a bit of a shock. And now with, with James Pierce saying that, it's great news. I wouldn't, I don't think he'll, he'll play against Burnley. I think they'll, they, they'll save him against Chelsea and they'll keep as for Burnley because I mean, he's earned it. He played well against Norwich. But I think, you know, Chelsea. Are, a different class. Like going forward, they've got a lot of options, especially now with with Lukaku up front. They will probably put Werner on a wing, and you've got Havertz, Mount, uh, Hudson, and to choose from. Pulisic as well. So, I'd rather have Robo back for that. And I think if he's rested and if he's fit enough, then, then by all means slot him in.
1: Yeah, I think he's the type of player as well, and that you could you could just throw him in after a, after a bit of training, and he'd be absolutely sound because he's just got that. Raw energy that, that, that we need, and I think we did like you said, we do need that probably more defensive type player or better defensive left back for the Chelsea game. But he's just put a comment saying apparently Milner has missed training due to injury in his wrist after cracking Simicass. <laughs> and then uh, Tom I was just put, I oh, yeah, had the other bath and iron brew, and that fixed them Um, but yeah, it's I mean, if that's Simicass has earned the right, and the fact that he's probably I don't know, a bit gutted that Robbo, Robbo's can now. Just now he, um, we room just now he died. Um, he, I probably, he's probably a bit gutted that Robbo is the machine that he is because it's not given probably enough time to get himself into the squad. Obviously, in, in pre season, he was great. And in that first game, obviously, I thought he d- did do well, but um, he was probably ho- hoping for a, a bit more, wasn't he? Really, a bit more game time,
0: probably last season as well. But I'm sure that there'll be a lot more rotation. Um, this, this season in Europe and in, in the league, in the the cups, I feel like he would have got more game time last year were it not for the defensive crisis. Uh, I think the fact that Klopp was already having to rotate his two centre backs, I don't think he wanted to rotate his left back as well. Uh, yeah. So we saw Robo. Robo was fit, Robbo was playing. Uh, but this year, hopefully, if everyone stays fit, I think we'll see a lot more of um, Shimikas. He's had a good preseason, he had a good start to the season as well. So I think he's proven that he can play. Um, so now, as long as he's got a settled two centre backs next to him, I think I think we'll see what more of him. Even if Robo's fit, and that's that's good for Robo as well because he can get some rest. He's a machine, yeah. But I'd I'd like a fresh Robbo instead of one that has to like keep going into his, uh, his reserve tank.
1: Yeah, because I think he's the type of player, isn't he? That he will. Probably if Clap asks him, Are you up for this one? He'll say, Yeah, even maybe if even if he's like 70% like energy levels, he'll still say, Yeah, because he's just that type of guy. But to have an option like we brought to McCassin for last year, obviously it didn't work out, but this year, hopefully, I mean, he showed signs that he he can do it. He's an able deputy, and he but in terms of obviously the press conference as well, obviously the good news I just touched on, but there was also some sad news which is. Um, about Fabinho, who sadly um, lost his dad. I, I don't know when it was, but it must have been over the last couple of days. But um, yeah, but judging on that, obviously, it would be very unlikely. We'll we'll see him tomorrow. It'd be, it'd be a surprise, wouldn't it? If we, for me anyway, if, if we did see him tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't I remember when Ali's dad uh, passed away last year. I can't remember if he played or not, but the the the, uh, the consensus was that he wasn't going to. Uh, you know, some things are more important than football, and, and this this just puts everything into perspective. So, if he were not to play, I don't think it would shock anyone. I don't think anyone can be too annoyed about that. Um, if I if, if if I lost someone in my family, I certainly would certainly wouldn't be going to work the next day uh, or for a while. So, I think he's 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 earned the fact he, he, it. he he's, he's what's He deserves to have that that little bit. Of, of privacy if he, if he wants to just stay with his family, be out the limelight for a bit, because it's not easy losing someone. You can't just turn it off. And, and if he does start, he might not be... The likelihood is he won't be focused. Like football's not going to be the first thing on his mind. It's been the fact that his fucking dad died. So um I think if, if he needs the timeout, he should be given the timeout. And there's no doubt that Klopp will give him the timeout.
1: Yeah, I think... The only thing that might sway it in, the favour that he might pick to play is that the fans are back and it might just be like a welcome distraction, get soak up that atmosphere, but I don't know if I'm just clutching at straws there. I mean, it's, he's obviously got, like you said, he's got to be mentally right and he's got to be prepared to, to, I mean, I think like Ian just said, I think Ali missed the game after his dad died, if I remember. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if he did or not. But I'll, I'll trust the and uh, that that they did. But yeah, like I said, if it was any other person, any other job, you wouldn't be going into work yeah. in the next couple of days. Would you? You'd want to be have a bit of maybe a timeout. But yeah, you just don't know what it what he's thinking. But if he does play, then the the support he's going to get. Obviously, oh, there is going to be a minute silence for Andrew Devine as well. Like the. The, the, the guy who sadly died the the, the ninety um, the the one from Hillsborough who sadly died as well so obviously there'll be a minute silence for him which will be great but if Fabinho does play as well then that the reception he'll receive will be absolutely tremendous so
0: yeah 100%. yeah I mean if he plays it's because he's asked Klopp he's told Klopp he wants to play if he's in the starting lineup I think it's because he's told Klopp look start me because he's fit enough to start there's no doubt that he's fit enough to start so and he probably would have been in the lineup. Would had this not happened, so I only expect him in the lineup if he's pulled clock to one side and been like, "Look, I need to, I need to play."
1: Yeah, yeah, true. But in terms of obviously midfield, Ravi, just put a comment in here. Uh, question: uh, Does Naby start tomorrow? Um, obviously, it, <sighs> judging on the fact that Fabiano probably is in play, I think. But I think Naby, based off even the first game. I think he deserves to to start again, doesn't he? I think there was a bit of, a bit of a bit of mad criticism his way after that game, which I didn't really understand because I think you play that left hand side or the right hand side of a midfield three and a clock system. You ha- by default you have to be quite rigid in what you do. Like there's obviously if Nabi plays as a ten or whatever, he's bombing on forward. He, he's great at that as well. If you're playing that left, you've got to be quite reserved in terms of how far you can go, especially if. Simicass is playing, because yeah. you, you probably need to give him a bit more cover than you do for an Andy Robbo, say. So I think I think Naby's nailed on to start tomorrow, isn't
0: he? Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's unfair, the, the, the criticism he's got for Norwich, because I mean, the three in midfield that played, neither were defensive midfielders. So Milner was playing the role, but Naby and Ox were still having to do some cover for Milner. He's not fab. So their game is going to be quite restricted, and as you said, he's had to do the sort of the genie role at the same time, so he can't exactly go and express himself the way that he'd want to, uh, but he should, he should definitely be starting, especially if Thiago and, and Endo aren't fully you know up to speed, and it's a Burnley that's probably going to come to Anfield and try low block us again, and you need that little bit of nabby creativity if you're going to want to break those those sort of teams down. And yeah no, I think he definitely deserves to start for me it's It's the first spell of proper nabby fitness that we've had in a while, and he's done great in pre-season. I think he did really well against Norwich and there's you've got no excuse to put him out the side right now.
1: yeah, I think this one would be perfect for him maybe he maybe drops off for Chelsea maybe, but if you had to pick what would you what would your three be tomorrow? I think Ian just put a comment there. Henderson will come in for Milner. Yeah, I mean, there's Hendo, there's Thiago to come back in. There's there's an outside shout for Curtis Jones as well. If 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 any of those don't play, I think he's also in with the shout as well. Who would you go with?
0: Um, well, given the news of what happens, what's happened with Fabi's father, um, I'd probably go the same as Norwich, uh, if not Hendo for Milner. But I'm pretty sure that it'll be Naby and, and Ox because Thiago is not fully fit. I'd be surprised if Hendo starts because Klopp said he's close, but he's not quite there. Um so I'm pretty pretty nailed on that. I think it's gonna be the, the the first three that we saw last week. So again, our second our second midfield. But they did the job against Norwich, so there's no chance. There's no reason they can't do the job against Burnley. But I'd love to see Hendo crack into the side.
1: Yeah, I I think I mean Ox did okay, I think, but he just he couldn't really get into the game, could he, last week, which was a shame because I think in preseason like he does look very sharp and I think yeah, I mean there's a lot of question marks surrounding him. So I think I, I hope he does I hope he does play tomorrow and I hope he does put in a performance where he can basically shut up the the people from the previous week who didn't really um think that it was a good performance. I mean it was it wasn't the best performance if you're being honest. So I think he hopefully he can um he, he can turn up tomorrow and obviously with fans in the stadium hopefully that'll Give him a little boot, little boost as well, but I
0: think it's more circumstances than he's earned it. With Ox, I think if, if you've got a fully fit and sharp Hendo and Tiago, then I'm going Candice and Tiago and Naby. But because we're not quite sure on the rest of them, I think you don't take the risk with with Chelsea coming up. Maybe Tiago gets a few minutes, but I wouldn't wouldn't expect him to start. But with the full Anfield, field, I'd be surprised if any of our lads had a bad game tomorrow
1: yeah it's just going to be one of them where you could put anyone in there you could put throw Shaq in from the cold and he'd be like fucking Pele. like it's just like that's what the Anfield crowd does to you it just it just gives everyone like an extra 50 percent which is just that's why it's so valuable and that's why we've we've been craving for this moment to, to come back around but Yash has should just put a comment in here which I will we'll pick up now we might as well because you should put 35 for 40 minutes for Elliot tomorrow and that Ivan Jennings on Twitter asked me my well, centre sent me a tweet about an hour ago saying when do you think we will see Harvey Elliott start a league game. That's a, that's a bit of a tough question isn't it because I think I mean he's got an outside chance of probably coming off the bench tomorrow. I mean I'd, I can't see a point where he does start. That doesn't mean that I don't think he should because he's that he is that good and I think we will see it eventually because he's still still an absolute baby isn't he but the quality that he's got He's going to be a big part of this Liverpool team and squad for a long, long time. So yes. I don't know. I don't know when you throw Harvey Elliott. I think just I, I think on the periphery for for now, give him little bits of minutes. And I think yeah, like Yashers maybe if we're in a really good position tomorrow, I think like we did against uh, Norwich. As soon as we got the third, I think Harvey Elliott came on. Yeah. So I think that was kind of if we're in a good position again tomorrow, then by all means give give Harley Elliott, Harvey Elliott thirty minutes.
0: I feel like we will definitely see Elliot tomorrow. And it's weird. I think we'll either be cruising when, when we see him or we'll need a spark because he can provide that spark. He's sort of, you don't know what you're going to get in a good way you know, from Javier Elliot. He gets the ball, and then you're trying to figure out what he's going to do. The opposition's trying to figure out what he's going to do. But he knows that he's going to turn his marker inside out. Um, so I think we definitely see him. And that's good because it, it'd be as much as I want him to play as much as possible. Now, in terms of starting, barring a last season injury crisis all over again, I don't think he starts until we lose our boys uh, to the Africa Cup of Nations. I think he'll get his first start once Mo, Navi, and uh, and Sadio head off. And it'll probably be at that right wing position. Um, because I think the reason we're letting Shaq go is we've got him to cover. So I wouldn't be surprised if his first starts like January, February time.
1: Yeah, I think I mean it's all dependent on him as well, isn't it? If he comes in and does so well and does so well in training, I think Klopp's proven in the past that if you do so well in training, you get you 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 get a you get a benefit from that and you, and he throws you in because he thinks well You've been amazing in training, and I mean, he's done it a couple of times in the year we won the league where he'd throw Adam Lallana in. I mean, that's probably not quite the same because Lallana is quite obviously very experienced player at the time, and, and 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 he was quite a viable member. But I think if he just keeps his head down, obviously he's a boy at Red. so he's gonna he's not gonna be unhappy with playing playing the on the periphery for us. So yeah, I, I'm, I obviously can't wait for to See what he's going to do, uh, but in, l- let's move on to forwards. And obviously, Javier, like you just said, like my players as, as a right and sad in the future of a three. Um, yeah, Bobby and Bobby and Fabinho were on the bench last week uh, and got 30 minutes each. But the only question up front is, do you think that Jota retains his place, or do you reckon we see um Bobby come in for this one?
0: I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm his biggest fan, <laughs> <laughs> but I think. A team like Bernie for a low block side where there's not going to be much space to run into behind. I think you need Bobby, you know, to come deep to pick up the ball to be a bit more creative. Yotta's creative, uh, but he's more running behind you, smash it into the back of the net. And I think we need someone just to, to pull their centre backs out of position, to bring them deep, and to create that space for the wingers to run into. And no one does that better in our team than. Than Bobby, so I'd be surprised if Bobby doesn't start this one.
1: Yeah, I think he just looks so sharp, doesn't he? Like, he just, like even in pre season, when he just <sighs> wouldn't surprise me if he had another boss season. Obviously, last year, I think, like, I think we've said before, like, it affected them more than most. And I think packed downfield, he'll just be absolutely buzzing to get on that field to, to get stuck in. And yeah, and yeah, you know, like you said, I agree with you completely that. Um, Tomorrow is, is probably perfect for him because, like, like I said, low block. They're just going to be 10 men behind the ball, try and hoof it up to Chris Wood and then they're just going to go, nah mate, fuck off yeah. and edit it back. And, you
0: know, well, I'm actually quite disappointed with myself because for the first question, the the Liverpool moment, I should have gone for Bobby's little <laughs> <laughs> There
1: you go, you remembered. But uh, yeah, b- speaking of Bobby, uh, the copite podcast is sponsored by (coughs) cali designs.co.uk he does a lot of boss liverpool art from from bobby's kung fu celebration to gerard's trophy lift in istanbul there's a boss range of uh, products on his website at cali designs.co.uk so you can go over there purchase them and uh, as a gift or christmas present birthday present whatever you want i've got a few prints myself i think you might be able to see the gerard one just up there i'm on i'm trying to rearrange this to get it down here that'll happen over the next couple of weeks don't worry uh but yeah if you use the code copy pod 10 at checkout you can get 10 percent off anything on his on his website so yeah go and have a look at that we've got obviously we have got that print i think i've got another one downstairs and we've got some t-shirts on the way which he's, he's, he's recently ventured into t-shirts so um I'm the am the boss i think i sent you one before didn't i and you were like that's sick i think you yeah. said and I quote. So uh, I'm sure Callie would be happy with that. But uh, yeah, go and have a look at that. cali Designs Co. UK. That was fucking smooth.
0: That was
1: <laughs> smooth. What can I say? I'm a proper salesman. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's boss stuff. He's fucking a proper sound fella. He was on the pod a few weeks ago. We had a boss chat, and uh, yeah, just really talented like on instagram and that the stuff that he does the work that he does on his ipad i'm just like mesmerized by it it's just fucking it's boss to watch but um yeah on obviously bobby and we're talking about Jotha, we're talking about forwards um i saw a little stat which was um all the players for liverpool who've took the fewest amount of games to score 10 premier league goals and i just thought i'll put the graphic in here rather than me I mean, I can read it out as well, but I just thought I'd throw her up just because it might be a bit more interesting to look at as a graphic. Uh, so let's have a little look at that. So you can see there, few sco- games to score 10 PL goals. You've got Salah on 13, Sturridge on 13, Robbie Fowler on 18, Coppite Origins episode 2. Come and check that out. <laughs> I'm just like... At Jays, Beck and Corlea with these fucking plugs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fa- Torres, 18 as well. Your boy, Fernando Torres. And then you've got Diego Jota with 20. That's I think that is amazing, to be honest, because I think when he came in, he was amazing. He had that injury. I think if he didn't get injured, he might have even got to, like, fart, like, to get Fowler Torres, 18 games. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, he was on fire. Um, and he was unfortunate with that injury, but he was he was proper sharp. <laughs> he was properly sharp and banging the men when he got injured. So yeah, you know, he was on a hot streak. There's, there's nothing that really you can really say to make me believe that he wouldn't have got that the, the, that mark sooner. So yeah, look, he started the season well, and hopefully he uh, he gets to this season's ten very quickly. Also,
1: yeah, I think, like you said, I think tomorrow I will. I will to be honest. Probably with the went Jotha, but you've kind of twisted me arm a little bit with the way you were saying Bobby dropping in deep and yeah, fans at Anfield are just yeah, just like yeah, it's proper 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 filth. <laughs> uh, ah, fucking hell! But yeah, while we're on the top topic of stats, I've got another one for you. I thought you you might like this one. Um, so it's about Mo Salah. This one, and he only needs seven goals to surpass Didier Drogba. To become the highest scoring African player in Premier League history. About that then, lad. Mo
0: Salah is disrespected, honestly. Like the, the way that people talk about Didier Drogba and the way they talk about Mo Salah being a, a one season wonder, nah, two season wonder, nah, three season wonder, <laughs> four season Like fuck off, put some respect on his name. <laughs> the man yeah. is fucking machine. I didn't even realize that. And I think Drugball is a beast. Yeah. Um, so people need to open their eyes at Salah because I think, apart from Liverpool fans, I think everyone else doubts him. And season after season, he's just banging them in for fun.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I saw something on, like Talk or Talk Shite or whatever they're called, talking about them, just saying like, I can't remember the fella's name. I think it's Andy Goldstein or something, his name is because I've, I've blocked him. But people always quote tweets and it's like, this is from a blocked account, and I can't help but look. And it's just people just like saying that he's a good player, but he's too selfish. And it's like, do you prefer someone else? It's like, like it's ju- it's obviously just a clearly driven agenda. And I mean, there could be multiple answers, but I've, I mean, it for me, it's only one that it, it's just because he's not English that Audi's not European. And, and I think that for yeah. me is, and I think the yeah. Chelsea thing as well, the fact that he came to Chelsea and he didn't he didn't really get a chance and didn't really prove himself. And then that's kind of just tainted them a little bit. And obviously he's came back and absolutely smashed it, but he still doesn't get the respect, does he, like you said?
0: Yeah, it's either because he's not English or because he plays for Liverpool. Because for some reason, like people hate us, which is fun <laughs> because it's just entertaining. Um, but yeah, the English thing for sure. He was called like, Mark Shaw, like they'd be like, "Oh shit, look at Mark Shaw, England's golden boy." Mark really, Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was
1: going to start singing the, the Salah song, but saying Mark Shaw, but I won't. I won't torture you with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hell! But yeah, he's just yeah, he's a beast. Like so, Drogba got uh, 104 goals in 254 games, and Salah has now got 98 in 159 and Sal has played ninety-five games less, which is fucking amazing, isn't it? Really, let's be honest.
0: It's it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but Mike's it's just put a Mike's just put a comment there. After Andy Lonigan going to Everton, did just put an end to any statue talk from around that field. Yeah, did you see this news today about him signing for Everton? Bit of a yeah, mad I, moment, it, I
0: think I think it'd be you know, wouldn't it piss off uh, Everton fans, more. We made a statue for him, holding a Liverpool scarf. <laughs> him, him embracing Rafa. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, I just like that he's going there and he's like, "Yeah, I've I've won all these trophies with Liverpool. What, what are you gonna do about it? I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> crack on." He obviously oh. didn't fucking.
0: You heard the news about Hammers? Where well, he's uh, he had yeah. an interview the other day and he was like, oh, "I don't even know who Everton is playing." <laughs>
1: I love it, you know, I just love that because he's obviously obviously, only went there for Ancelotti Ancelotti's fucked off and he's like he's just like, it's like Kevin and Home Alone, he's just been left there on his bill and he's like fucking <laughs> about just like not giving a fuck about anything I absolutely love it um, but yeah, Ian, just put another comment there, who are your two centre-backs for tomorrow? I mean we didn't really touch on this actually but I just think it's going to be the same, isn't it, against Norwich I think
0: Yeah, I mean I'd like to see Kanate, but I highly doubt it. Um, Virgil, if Virgil's fine, then it's Virgil massive. If, if they're both fit, you don't change your centre backs. I mean, you just don't change your centre back pairing in general. If they're fit, you don't do it. That's like sort of that has to be like the rock of your team. There, I don't want, I don't want that being switched unless it's we need it to be. And as much as I want to see Kanate, I think we need stability at the back. So, Virgin Matip
1: all day long for me. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we all didn't really know what Klopp was going to pick and the fact that he did pick those last week is showing Klopp's hand. I think I think that is going to be the pair and for a, for a bit at least. Obviously, Gomez's injury was horrendous. It's good to maybe give Canate a bit more bedding in time and then you can throw him in maybe, I don't, I don't know, hopefully soon because we all want to see we've seen a glimpse of him in, in um, pre-season and he was—he looked fucking boss. So I, I, I do want to see him very, again very soon and hopefully that'll be soon. But um, let's go back to these comments because there's been fucking loads. Thanks everyone for, for jumping in. We've got one from Paul Cox here. Uh, evening lads, do you think teams are scared of us again or are we actually underdogs this year? What do you thought of that?
0: If, if people are looking at Liverpool and thinking that we're underdogs, if that's what Premier League managers are looking at Liverpool and thinking, then they need sacking. Look, I think it, I think City um, are favourites for the for the league, but I wouldn't say that we're underdogs. Just be, you know, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think if we won the league, it's not a surprise, so that shouldn't make us underdogs. Teams should be scared of Liverpool this year. A fit and firing Liverpool is a scary prospect. We won the Champions League and the league with a weaker team than we have now. You
1: yeah. know, we've
0: got Thiago added to it. We've got Yoss added to it. Even though we haven't made that massive signing that people seemingly want, even though we have a ridiculous squad. Um, we're a scary prospect and a full Anfield added to that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's terrifying. It should be terrifying. So, yeah.
1: It's perfect storm shit, isn't it? It's literally yeah. like all I'm of ref- the... What was that, Sorry.
0: And revenge. I mean, the fact that obviously the boys want to win shit, it'll be, they'll have it in themselves to be like, all right, let's go show all of you lot that you got lucky last year, that we had our prices.
1: Yeah. Okay. I completely agree. I think, I think there was something on the BBC website like last week or something where they were, people were doing predictions of who's going to finish in the top four. Like all the pundits from the BBC done it. And I think two people picked Liverpool to finish second out of the twenty and the other eighteen, it was either third or fourth or even below. So not one of those twenty believe that we've got the the squad or the players to do it. I think that's motivation in itself, isn't it? Like the players that we've got, the fans back, it's just I understand where the where there's a bit of what's the I can't think of my words either now. There's a bit of yeah Doubt. being, being worried, yeah, doubt, there we go, I was going to say being worried, but a bit of doubt because we're relying on a lot of players to stay fit I'm relying on the people that have come back from long injuries to not have any recurrence of that. I think that's where the, anx- the anxiety comes from, isn't it? Cause, because that, I mean, if a few injuries happen, then it is a problem and we haven't got the, the fucking funds of a fucking Man City or PSG or whatever else we're having to... Not get by, but we've got very good youngsters and Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott. I understand they're not as f- flashy as a fucking Jack Grealish or whatever, but they're happy to play second fiddle and they're happy to come in and prove the worth. So, yeah, we just need to, we need a bit, everyone needs a bit of luck, don't they, to, to yeah. win anything? You I mean, need luck.
0: Premier League, like City aren't going to walk it. United aren't going to walk it either. Like City have already fallen, they've already lost. And, you know what? Fuck the argument that City had a didn't, they were missing main players. We had a second-rate midfield and a reserve left back on the pitch. Yeah. Like we were missing Henderson, Fabinho, Tiago, and Robertson. It's four players. Like as much as we had, not our strongest team. And yeah, we played a weaker team. But look, they've fallen. They'll fall again. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do the, the century again. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be better than the Centurions were. Um, so I think. They'll drop a few points. Everyone's going to drop points, but to write Liverpool off so early before the season's even started because that's when people are writing us off is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well, Paul's just put a comment in here again. Uh, Sean Dyche said the best form of a defence is attack, and I mean that's like the old adage. But with the return of Van Dyke and Matip and Henderson or whatever, that's that's what we're going to be good at because like those long diagonal balls from Van Dyke. And Gomez when he when he does come back in and, and Matip to an extent he's really good at them as well, or just carrying it out from the back. That's just such an underrated thing. And that is what our game is is hinged on, isn't it? That that's when you like I think Sean Dice did say a couple of years ago that we're a long ball team. And it's true to an extent, but it's not it's not like a lumpy, like fucking Wimbledon back in the day, just lump it up and try yeah. and get a flick on and get it into the box and whatever. It's a sixty-yard guided, like beautifully floated pass into feet. So, and it works. And even, even if it those passes don't work and it breaks down, we're in the right areas to provide that press that we're so good at. So, it's it's one of those things that he, Van Dyke missing was a massive miss defensively, but he was also he's also one of our biggest attacking threats, isn't he? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. And we start with the what we said I think we touched on it in the last pod. With Nat Phillips and, and Reese Rhys Williams toward the end of last season, yeah, they were solid defensively for the most part. But we lost that over the to, over the, the ball over the top element. So teams would press Liverpool, knowing that they weren't really going to get counted on that quickly. Now with Van Dijk there, and with Canate, we've seen him do it in pre season as well. Um, they they can ping it, and with Matip, I mean, he can dribble through the whole team. So uh, we've got that weapon too. But as much as uh, Sean Dyche says the best form of defence is attack, if he's really going to come to a packed Anfield and play open, expansive football, then he's going to get shredded.
1: There's an absolutely no chance. To... No, 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 no. <laughs> no fucking chance in a no fucking million, I'd,
0: million. Love him to, I'd love him to try.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, bring it on.
0: I think we have that Premier League uh, biggest win record like sealed by half-time. If he tries <laughs> to do that... <laughs>
1: Yeah, just throw Javier on for the second half and let him get, let him get a hat-trick as well. Can, I'll be bossed out. But uh, Jay's in the comments. Uh, he's just put under the radar and going in through the backdoor title challenge. I don't know if that's like a euphemism as well. I don't know if he's trying to tell us something. But yeah, I agree completely. That I do. Because yeah, write us off at your pedal. Like I said, the, the the fucking BBC pundits and journalists and whatever, Not not one of us thinking... We can do it And just what Ian just said here Like people are judging us On what teams around us are spending And that's a big mistake And I think I agree completely Because Obviously spending 100 million on Jack Grealish and Is I didn't expect them to do that I thought obviously when I heard about it I thought it'll be a good signing But I didn't think they'd fucking blow 100 million on him. And then Pep starts saying that They sold 40 million in, Or 60 million in youngsters or something He was saying And he, it was only 40 million Which is a fucking load of shit but yeah, I mean, you'd always, you'd always do have a sideways glance. Obviously, Man United signing Varane and Sancho, obviously good signings as well. But if we focus on ourselves and just kind of, yeah, like we said, fans back in the stadium. Like I know we keep saying it, but that is that can't be um, understated how much how big that is for us going into the season. Um, yeah, so let's look a few more of the comments. here, Chris, nice one, Chris, for jumping in. Uh, if City don't get Kane, they are a striker light. City still reliant on a 36 year old DM to get them through games. Yeah, I think Fernandinho is quality, isn't he? but you he can't can't go on forever. And I think he's he still still got the quality, but yeah, I think if they thing is, what what are your thoughts about this? Then with with Kane, do you think if they sign Kane, do you think they're sorted? Because I I don't think so, you know.
0: If they sang Kane and they don't win the league, I'll be shocked. Um, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but I think they uh, it'll make them double favourites, if that makes sense. If they can keep them fit, at least, um, and keep the Bruyne fit, then I think it, it's it's definitely a lot scarier than they currently are. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not foregone. It's, it's football at the end of the day. Like, Bayern, Bayern have been like probably the strongest team in the Bundesliga, and they've been taken to the wire before. They've lost it uh, before. So look, Barca had Messi; they lost it with Atletico. Madrid had Ronaldo and the Galacticos, and they didn't win the Liga all the time. So it makes them a lot stronger. It makes them a lot more dangerous. But it's it's no guarantee. It never is.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ian's just flying in with his comments here, but he's got another one, like saying this season could be the closest prem season in years. Anyone from top from four teams could win, it. and that's why it's exciting as well, though, isn't it? Because, like we said, fans in the stadium, a lot of, of our rivals have have strengthened. The, like, how many degrees that, that is by, we is remains to be seen, and, and we'll find out at the end of the season. But having our players back and whatever within that. Category, hundred percent. Obviously, it's going to be. I'm excited for it, though. Like, I'm ha- I, in a way, I'm kind of happy. The strengthening, because then if we, like you said, if we do then go and win it, it makes it all the sweeter, doesn't it? Like when we won the Premier League, and you you're competing with the City side, that like fucking the amount that they've spent to assemble that team, and they've supposedly got the best manager in the world, and they've not won a Champions League, yet and you're like, and then we beat them in by a fucking absolute landslide in the Premier League. That was. That tasted so much sweeter than that. I think this year could be, could be similar if we if we start obviously the season very well. and obviously we have a great start already, but if we then go and absolutely tonk Burnley and then get that yeah, it's like a like an avalanche. And we get if we batter Burnley, then we go to go to Chelsea at home again. Robo back fans again. We can it, yeah. it's it can it can slowly build into like I said an avalanche, and we can and we can be like we proved in the league the the. In the season we won the league, we just kind of it just kind of kept snowballing the wins, and we were just fucking rolling teams over for fun.
0: I think that Chelsea game is going to be important because I think I think like I said before, I think people for some reason are writing Liverpool off, and if we can go and beat the European champions, then that'll that'll put a marker down for the rest of the league, and then I think people start to realise, oh shit, they're back, <laughs> even though you know, gone for a year due to circumstances, but. I think people were too quick to write Liverpool off, and a strong league is great because it means more teams will take points off us. Um, more teams will take points from the team around us, but we're dangerous. Like, I don't think we're going to get many points. I'd like to think we're not going to get many points taken off us if, if we can keep uh, keep everyone fit. So,
1: and if we're out on field, if we're not on field, like, yeah. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> City have already drop points. Do you know what I mean? What like,
0: this, this Anfield, they weren't just saying that because it was fun to say. It was, it was true. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking and true. They, I mean, yeah. we, we said it last season on a few pods. It's no surprise if the that the record went last year. The Anfield record went last year. That was the best chance for any team to go yeah. get a result at Anfield. So they weren't even holding back. They were attacking Liverpool, attacking a weakened Liverpool at Anfield. It made sense. Like. It was gonna if it wasn't gonna happen last year, it wasn't gonna happen at all. So now it's time to just rebuild the walls and fuck everyone about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rebuild the walls and fuck everyone about. Love that.
0: (laughs) Not on a t shirt.
1: Uh, that's all of the comments again we've got Ahmed the Red uh, nice one for jumping in mate he says we'll make up that 18 points from the Mad 6 home defeat on the bounce from last year easy and add to the rest Writers off I love it makes it all the sweeter yeah he's just echoed completely what we said absolutely spot on Jay's put, spot on in the comments as well um, Jay's poor with Kane just replacing Aguero's goals let's be real there's no extra threat really when you think about it it's not like they're adding Kane with Aguero yeah,
0: they're taking. They're replacing a aging Aguero with a in his prime Harry Kane. So, I uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I've got doubts whether Kane is is the right player for them. I mean, I, I've doubts about whether Grealish is the right player for them because I think they've changed the way they play a little bit already because they've had to f- shoehorn Grealish in. I think Kane
0: I mean, definitely better than them with. Is scarier than them with Jesus? And Jesus is the one that started started more games than Aguero last year, so yeah, um, it makes them stronger. But like I said, I don't think it. They, I don't think they win the league automatically just because they get Kane. He's a Van Dyke mm. injury away from, or that they are a Van Dyke injury away from from crumbling like we did. So no, if they're going to spend two hundred and twenty million on two players, I don't think warrant the Kane warrants the money a bit more than Grealish, but. Let's just see what happens because
1: I can't see our chances anyway. Yeah, because I know, like, whenever we've played Spurs and Canes there and we've got Van Dijk, he's just, he doesn't get a sniff. He doesn't get a sniff because Van Dyke's just got his number completely. Because, I mean, it's the same with anyone pretty much with Van Dijk, because he's just that good. Obviously, he's not going to be that level for maybe for, a, I don't know how long it'll be until he's, he's probably in his head thinking that he's fully there. It could be a couple of weeks, could be month, I don't know, but um yeah, Amadou Edge just put uh, anyone wants to beat us the title would need to get a hundred plus points. Yep. Um yeah I mean it's fucking it's mad isn't it that that is the goal like a hundred points like that it, you think like back maybe ten years or fifteen years ago, twenty years ago to think oh, you need hundred points to win the Premier League is mad because the, the amount that has been the got the target f- <laughs> like when, when Chelsea were winning it and whatever it was was nowhere near that and there's been times where it was like I'm sure it was like 70 yards and then times it was 80 yards and things like to get tw- you need 20 more points or 30 more points than that is mad isn't
0: it yeah it's, it's crazy and we, we, we were a big part of that because we, we took City to the wire and I think we were the highest the highest points for a second place finish it's it's the, what's happened recently in, in the Premier League is crazy and I <clears throat> as much as I'd like to think or I'd like to believe that you need 100 plus points I think we're gonna start seeing like the league go back to normality, you know, seventy, eighty points. Because everyone's getting stronger. At least you'd like to think that everyone is, but the big teams are getting stronger again. You know, Manchester United, as much as I don't want them to be, they're coming back. Leicester are, are looking a good a good prospect. Tottenham function very well without Harry Kane. Um you know, City is strong, Arsenal are fucked. But um <laughs>
1: <laughs> They are indeed.
0: I'd like, if we're not running away with it, I'd like it to be tight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, it just comes back to fans in the stadium again, like uh, Spurs beating City, good atmosphere, like no Kane, Lucas Moura was fucking, other a blinder, Tanganga had a blinder, obviously boss goal by son, they've got enough good players, like obviously, the I don't think they're in a shout with, win the league obviously but maybe top five maybe but they've they proved in that first game that this they proved in that first game that this season's going to be different i mm. i think in that what that first game first 90 minutes that they proved that the game this whole league is going to be completely different and obviously that that i think that suits us as well but uh, we might as well talk about this one yeah just put a comment in <clears throat> lewandowski rumors or Livergolski rumors what do you reckon wow
0: nah. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think, uh, unless like, unless Bobby leaves or one of the big boys leave, I don't think we we stack the bench more than it already is.
1: Oh, can um, we won't. If Bobby leaves, we won't get you on the pod that day because you'll just be. I'd be absolutely... pissed.
0: <laughs> and he's he's in his thirties already. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's not the model. Um As much as I hate the model, it's not the model. Um And if we're not gonna fork out, you know, sixty seventy mil for. Like for a Saul, we're not going to fork out over 100 million for a, a plus 30-year-old that, that hasn't really been tested, that's never been tested in the practice. Um And has yet to produce at a big tournament, so like international tournament, before anyone bites my fucking head off. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's just turned 33. He's got two years left. buying are going to want 100 mil. And then obviously maybe next risk. year they'll...
0: Huge risk, whoever signs him. Unless PSG yeah. sign him, then he's, he's bound to win shit. But I don't think they can afford anyone
1: else. <sighs> Fuck that. You don't know. Just got fucking money coming out of the ears, haven't he? those bastards? But um, yeah, let's fly through these comments because fucking hell, we're getting on 50 minutes here, lad. Flew that. Uh, we've got Aiden's just nice on Aiden for jumping in, mate. Uh, we've got high guys ready for tomorrow. Can't wait to follow us at Anfield. Bring it on. Uh, Mike's put we don't need Mbappe because we've got Kate Gordon to discuss. <laughs> fucking yeah, no. hell. Shout out, though. Kay Gordon's boss. I fucking love him. He, I think he's I think he's only sixteen. So obviously fucking two years younger than Harvey Elliott. I think Harvey Elliott probably is about twenty-four in the brain and in football intelligence. So there's a big gap there. But I think Kay Gordon's he's got a good shout of making it, hasn't he? At the club.
0: I'm waiting for your butt, you know, to
1: <laughs> But... <laughs> No, obviously but that's fucking hell. Oh, that's... Yeah, but it's Mbappe and he's fucking <laughs> What's what's the term these the kids use these days? Gener- generational or whatever it is. Yeah. He's one he's one of them. But um yeah, I mean Kay Gordon, he's you he just don't know, is a year Two two, three years time when he's eighteen, nineteen. That's when but that's when we can judge him. I don't think we can fucking judge him now. I mean, if if, if he's seventy five percent as good as Mbappe, we've got a fucking quality right wing in our hands, haven't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll put my neck on the line here. If Cade Gordon <laughs> reaches anywhere near the levels of Mbappe,
1: you'll shave your head. I'll shave my head if you've got hair at the time.
0: I'll shave my head
1: because it happens to the best of us, lad. Trust <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i to, but yeah, we've seen him in preseason, and it's fucking killing Mbappe. Let's not get carried away.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, let's go back to Any Aiden. Ains just put another comment. Leicester won it with 70 points, which is yeah, that's just fucking mental. But that, but then that season was mental, wasn't it? In, in, in its totality. Um, Chris has got a comment here. Uh, since fans have returned to stadiums, Burnley haven't won a game, lost to LFC, Sheffield United last season, lost to Brighton last week.
0: Don't jinx it, don't start jinxing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was if this game was last year, I'd be quite worried about this game. Even if we had the squad we've got now, just because it's those games last year were just sometimes obviously there was quite a few good games towards the end where we battered United and whatever, but it was just got very monotonous. And I think, yeah, fans back in the stadium that's just the actual boss injection that you need to, um, yeah, to fucking get your title track on course, but. Right, we're going to leave it there because there's loads more comments. And I I just do want to say thanks to everyone that's jumped in there because there's been fucking loads of them. And I'm sorry if I missed any of them. But I'm starving and I need another drink. And I know Matt's uh, about to order his pizza or whatever. But, uh, yeah, nice one um, one to Matt, anyway, for jumping on. uh, And we'll keep that Cade Gordon clip for... When Kay Gordon is the best player in the world, and he's got a fucking, got a, Matt's got a bald head. Uh, yeah, let's hope we'll be back on Sunday. I don't know what time yet, but at some point on Sunday to hopefully discuss what will be, will hopefully be a, another who will win, and it'll put the icing on the cake of what will be a proper emotional day. And the Andrew Devine uh, minute silence, um, <clears throat> fans back around field. If Fabinho plays, it's going to be emotional just with that alone so a lot of things going on around field and hopefully that uh, the boys can do the business and absolutely twat Bailey one and we um, yeah two wins out of two but yeah nice one Matt. nice one everyone in the comments you've been absolute legends and we'll be back on sunday see us in a bit sports social podcast network